Aloha. Welcome to the Ronahana Podcast with your host, Brittany. Suck it up, buttercup. Kenny. It puts the lotion in the basket. Donna. You want to run with me? You're taking pictures. And Ryan. Are we really doing this again? Now, let's get ready for some fun times and furlicks. This is the Ronahana Podcast. Kenny, there's our question. There's that question again. <laughs> Aloha, everyone. What's going on? How's Aloha. everybody doing? Aloha. It's always great when you like give me the finger at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> give me the finger? Who gave you the finger? I swear that's what I saw you do. I didn't give you the finger. I just went like this. You was... gave me both fingers. <laughs> I can give you both fingers. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? You guys are back from uh, South Dakota. We are. Yeah. We, we survived. Are. We had a good time. Good time. And we are here to chat all about it. And uh, with that, because I'm afraid you two won't talk enough, we decided to right. bring on a guest, a friend, a boy, Darren. How's it going, Darren? Hey, Ryan. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, Hi, Darren. Darren. <laughs> Long time no see. I was going to say that. <laughs> Excited to be on Zoom with you guys. I've had a lot of practice with this piece of software over the last <laughs> year and a half or so. I feel like we all have. Uh, haven't we all? <laughs> Indeed. So, so what's new, Darren? How are you been? Um, you know, I've been getting better. Um, I, so I was really grateful that I took a leap and, and, uh, dove into this race, this, uh, Mount Rushmore race with you guys recently, because it'd been quite a long layoff for me, um, before that, uh, kind of mostly battling injury. Uh, my last like big race was a half marathon in November, 2018. Wow. Um, after that race, I got sort of like this nerve pain in my foot that I just couldn't shake for a super long time and was kind of coming back before the pandemic. And then the, the pandemic kind of knocked me back again, uh, kind of battling through an additional injury and some more mental health stuff. Um, but I was super grateful to have this race to look forward to. It got me into a consistent ish, uh, sort of training cycle. And I had 12 weeks of pretty consistent running with this target at the end to come see you guys. And, uh, uh, super grateful that it went off with, uh, with some real decent uh, pain-free running and, and some amazing views as well. Yeah. I'm so excited you got to come. I know. Plus you did it in a, such an epic way, driving across the, basically yeah, driving across like the country. Like blew and met us there. No, yeah. no, no, no. He made it a complete adventure, like only Darren can. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> it's it's actually been a while since I've, I've talked to Darren. The last time that I talked to him, he was on the East Coast, Living yeah. up in Florida, we ran some Disney races together, and then in the middle of a pandemic. No, there, at the beginning, at the right, beginning of the beginning. pandemic. That's right. March, that- March 16th, 2020, I moved across the country. Perfect timing. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> God. And then everything shut down. Right there. Oh. From a state that couldn't care less to the state that cared the most, New York. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was so so crazy and wild, but it was uh, it worked out for you, right, Derek? Is everything going well in California? I assume. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've learned a lot in the last <laughs> couple of years. So, I mean, we'll see how how it works out or whatever. Been through been through quite a lot as everybody has, but um, 
you know, I'm, I, I have some exciting goals to chase now and, uh, you know, kind of, I'm, ex- I'm excited about running again and I'm grateful to like be healthy with it. I do want to call out one thing that has been incredibly helpful for me getting back into running, uh, given that I have like a nerve pain issue on the top of my foot that kind of, you know, set me back for a while. I I've been using linear lacing, which is like an alternate lacing technique that relieves quite a lot of pressure on the top of your foot. And Ooh. I tried that the first time I was experiencing this nerve pain and I, you know, the pain still kept coming. It was, it was miserable. Um, but then I took quite a lot of time off and then came back and used this linear lacing thing again. And I feel like it's now that I've had the rest plus this really solid lacing technique, I, I can run pain-free knock on wood and hopefully keep going, um, without too much issue. Is it just using the shoes laces and you do it a special way or just a special kind of laces? Uh, it's a special technique. So I use the normal laces, but it's sort of like just weaving them slightly different. Maybe I'll post a video about it on on, at some point. Yeah. I do that with my shoes to get more room in the toe box. So it's like you go through the first hole, but then you skip two and then you start to weave and stuff. And there's there's many different ways you do it. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, there's a bunch of different ways. So if you're experiencing any foot pain, it's definitely worth experimenting with the different, different ways to do it, which will put different pressure points and relief and yeah. So it's worth trying. Darren, you'll have to send us the link on that and I'll add it to the show notes that nobody ever reads anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, you, you never know. You've got to do right to help what? you. I just realized the other thing that you need to do to help you get back to running, get back to being happy. Mm-hmm. You've got to get your lip to go back. I have it. I got one. So I was using, I was leaning real heavily on the Peloton during, uh, during the pandemic, you know, being super careful and inside and stuff. But once yeah. I, once I could see that the vaccines were coming, uh, I, I, I sold my Peloton and bought a brand new Elliptigo. So I've been back at that for, you know, three, four five months now. And I, I love that thing. And I know, I know he's the one who introduced me to it. And I, I was so sad when I heard you got rid of your other one. So I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back at it. It's yeah. That's right. The Peloton was awesome for the time that I. It is good for inside. Yeah. Now I just I need the outdoors. That's right. That's right. Which model elliptical do you have? That's that's the device that I've really wanted to get. The long strider. Yeah, yeah, I think it's necessary to have the long strider. Eleven speed now. I had the. I think it was the three speed. Yeah. You had the three model long strider when I was in Florida. Uh, I guess because most of the places I was riding in Florida were like super flat. Flat, I right? Have to worry too much about the hills, but there are some pretty steep hills here that I want to be riding on, and so I went for the the full model. Mm-hmm. Also, I knew that I was like going to be putting thousands of miles on it, so the the purchase price wasn't as big of a risk now that I've already you know. And they it. last forever, right? Like if you yeah. take care of them, they just they last. The one I have, I bought, uh, I I upgraded to the eight C, and it was a 2016. And it's like in perfect condition. So yeah. I just had a little bit of work done on it recently and she's good to go. Can you pretty much it. take it to like any bike place or do you have to take it no, to a special I would electrical call it, like, place? So sadly, nowhere around here will will work on them. I had found somebody, but that bike shop closed soon after I first got here and started riding with them. Um, so I actually took it back to Virginia and had somebody work on oh, it. That wow. is very wow. knowledgeable with them. But California, I mean, that's where they're from. Darren will have no problem finding people yeah. to work on it. 
I've, but, I've been luckier because I had some issues in Orlando and the bike shop, my local bike shop was able to fix it up because mm-hmm. they also sold them there. Yeah. And then, and then same here, the, the bike shop around the corner is at least relatively familiar with them. But yeah, I got like six good years of use out of that first one that I had. And wow. I was still able to sell it for like about half the price I got it for. So yeah. that's awesome. Value that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good turnaround. I'm gonna have yeah. to look into that. That's that's my. Uh, you say that for years, Ryan. You I know. Just bite the bullet and do yeah. it. You'll I know. It. The problem is, is that the the model I need is at least like the eight C because I'm gonna be going over some rolling hills in this area. And then like you look at that three C and you're like, oh, it's so tempting at the price. And then all of a sudden the price yeah. kind of starts jumping up. And then that is now like they got like a, a model that folds up a little bit easier, so you can transport it, I believe. And now that's the model that yeah. I'm looking at. And I'm like, man, because if I, I have mine folds up real nice. Yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah. if I could put that thing to work and like maybe get a few uh, lunch rides in uh, during the week, yeah. like that'd be so cool. Cause there's like a, there's a uh, paved trail right next to my work. So what do you, I, what do you do for cross training now? Uh, just strength training. That's it. Huh? It's, it's running and strength training, just lifting weights and okay. body mobility yeah. stuff. But I mean, otherwise, um, my bike that I had wasn't very great bike to get a lot of miles on it. So I ended up selling that one in the middle of the pandemic when it was hot commodity, everybody was looking for bicycles, um, because I just wasn't going to be able to use it like a road bike. Like I wanted to, um, and I have a spin bike, which I can hop on, which I have in the past when I'm battling with some leg injuries or things like that. But other than that, that's probably my biggest weakness is, uh, I think it's worth it. It's great that you're doing that strength training stuff too. That's been a key element. I think of my, with myself staying healthy and I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing like two days a week of that strength training stuff to, you know, to keep that up. But I think with the elliptico, it's so great to have something for cross training with that low impact stuff that, that you actually like look forward to versus only on it when you need it, you know, it should just be a regular habit to do like once or so a week. Right. And I think it'd be a great way to kind of ease into doing doubles, um, in training, mm, um, instead of, instead of getting double runs in on a day, you could do a, a big run in the morning and then uh, and a, ride in the and a ride in the evening or mm-hmm. something like that and, and get the cardio double without the impact double. So that's quite the way I was looking at it, but cool. I'm telling you, I bought all of mine used. It is worth it to look to see if you can find one. And, and the last time I got, I got the Hollywood rack, which was like $400. And the bike both for fourteen hundred. Nice. I had to drive six hours to get it, but it was totally <laughs> worth it. So there were some of the things for the show notes, Ryan. Yeah, just to help you out. Oh, and you know, yeah. The first time, Ryan. Honestly, the first time I called Elliptico and I said that I was a, a host of a podcast and I told him all about it <laughs> and I said I talk about you all the time. <laughs> I would love to buy one, and if you have any like used models, and that's how I got my first one, and they gave me. Like 30 or 40% off. Nice. Wow. So I'm just going to tag him in this episode whenever it's posted. Yeah. And then I'm just going to say, hey, look. We're, we're, and we will continue to talk about you and all of that. <laughs> and we will. It's fine. You're not <laughs> Everybody go out and buy an Elliptico while you're listening to this episode. Use the code BrittanyGo. We're going to hustle to make that happen. We're going to make like a hosted Ronohana go ride. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Sounds yeah. good. 
Well, Darren, tell us a little bit about your running. Uh, we have uh, you're you're a caveman in crime uh, here, my caveman <laughs> in crime from our oh, twenty from our uh, uh, wine and dine half marathon, uh, spaceship Earth costume party. That was, that was a so heck, still was one the best. still one of my favorite races ever. Still oh one of my, my favorite. Races. Gosh, it wasn't was even a full half marathon. But, uh, I can just remember you two like. All over the place. Chasing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Totally in character. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That was the highlight. I mean, the rest of the night sucked, but that was the highlight was watching you two. <laughs> that was great. Also the last night wine and dine race, which it just yeah. says mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. the yep. Last one I've ever been to. And it was oh, special. Yep. So you've done a lot of And then my, my favorite is still his half the the full marathon half of it in what an hour and a half and the other in like seven hours something like that a lot of yeah. drinks and food and rides along the way yeah is this is this the uh is this the race that you stopped in epcot and ate like a full steak yeah. dinner yeah <laughs> went to the american adventure took a nap in there yep at least one margarita like three or four rides I did, oh yeah sitting through the american adventure was a special one because i think that's like a 30 minute show oh at least it's not 45 minutes it's, going it's very long it's very that's long the whole thing but i you know I, I like american history part of the reason why i wanted to finally go see the <laughs> mount rushmore <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness so rushmore let's get into all right, it yeah, you, you guys, right back you you take this adventure it's the last uh, rushmore race underneath the uh vacation it's races to be the last vacation right. race, but right. i'm not buying it after uh, what we heard yeah they they dun, said dun, they dun. don't have another one planned but i think because they had such a good turnout this year they're they're maybe they're reconsidering that yeah, yeah. Mm. so we'll see the scarcity of it to to push for marketing which totally worked because they got almost right. three times the amount of entries for this race compared <laughs> to the last time they ran right so they right, did right. push that sense of urgency <laughs> they'll probably bring it back in a couple of years yeah I think right so. it may not be right away but i think i think we'll we'll see it again Maybe a different time of the year or a different weekend or something. Maybe it's too busy right then, but I think they'll bring it back. Cool. We'll see. We'll see. But it certainly got all of us out there. Yep. Because we talked about it. Darren heard about it and he joined us. Yeah, yeah I heard it on the podcast. See, you're, that's the full consumer experience is purchasing the things you guys yeah. talk about. <laughs> that's why I'm so glad that it it's Disney working. came out with the yoga mat. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about your your journey to South Dakota. The journeys yeah. are a little bit different here between Brittany and Donna, and and you guys had a similar j- journey. But Darren, yours was quite a bit different than than the others. Tell us a little yeah. bit about yours. Well, I was like looking at flights, and it's kind of difficult to figure out how to fly into you know such a I, I mean relatively remote area. Right. I think you guys flew into like Denver or yeah. something, yeah. which still required like a several hour drive right. to get up into the area. Um, I don't know. I just couldn't find something that I felt like was going to work. I'm also like uh, taking leave from work right now. So I have like a bunch of time to, to use on a, a sort of like a longer trip out there. So I looked into renting a camper van and, and actually made that work. I spent two weeks round trip driving up from LA to Mount Rushmore and back and just kind of stopping at some cool places along the way. 
um, with my dog, me and my dog Seymour, uh, Jack Russell, big fan of the podcast. <laughs> I love him so much. We love dogs. We're all fans of Seymour too. Yeah. Um, so on the way up, Zion National Park was a big highlight. I know that you guys have been talking about maybe doing their vacation race at some point. Mm-hmm. Would absolutely recommend that and be down for it. That place was beautiful. Um, and then really utilized like free parking at rest stops and, and Walmart parking lots overnight, unless I was at like a big sort of campground cool area to check out on the way back. Um, Colorado in general was a big highlight. I spent a couple of days in Boulder, which is a beautiful city, mm-hmm. amazing place to work out and run. There's so many awesome trails and like mm-hmm. scenery and stuff, but then they also are like an excellent beer city. I love craft beer. So I I was able to stop at a few like really excellent breweries and just like remind myself of like the difference of some of the, you know, the really top tier beer is just like, whoa, like when you, when you get to, when you get to try that stuff. So some really exceptional places Uh, I'm having right now, I'm having prickly, a prickly pear sour from Sunitas Brewing Company in Boulder, almost out of that stuff, but um, really enjoying that. Uh, and then I was able to stop for a night in Vail, which is kind of like, it's kind of like Disney Springs, <laughs> but for rich people's here. here yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. So like, this is like the complete off season. So it was a bit more mellow, but all the restaurants were like way too expensive. There was a brewery to stop at, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then I stayed at, I actually did stay in one night in a hotel I think I broke the rules of my road trip, not, not <laughs> staying in, sleeping in the van every night, but I'm, I'm six, three. So I, I had to like sleep in the bed in the van diagonal. And I just, I think I sort of just had like a, a kink in my neck and was ready for like a full size bed for the night to just recharge and get myself ready for the rest of the trip. So I found this like really awesome hotel in Vail, which I think during like the peak season is like a, like several hundred dollars a night. But because nobody wants to go there in the summer, for some reason, it was like 200 bucks. So I got to spend a nice little time there. And then so like because I spent three days in Colorado, I kind of had to like hustle to get home and turn it in. Got Yeah, I got to the Grand Canyon as fast as I could, was able to take a nice hike there in the morning, did some like dispersed camping overnight, like um free camping just like off the side of the road or whatever, like driving into the woods. So I've been kind of using some mobile apps to like help plan my trip. And they tell you where like this, this app Campendium tells you like where the good, like cutty spots are to find free spots or really uh, good deals or whatever. Um, So I use that to find a good spot in the Grand Canyon. Had one last awesome hike uh, in the morning there. Um, And then drove straight from the Grand Canyon that morning to LA Saturday night and slept at home Saturday night before turning in the van in the morning. Thanks. So, that's a nice little round trip. Awesome. Cool, but Sounds really great. I think all in all, it was about like 45 hours of driving, oh. around trip, which is too much for two weeks. I was kind and of one like, person when it's only one person driving. That's a lot. But um, it was an excellent experience and absolutely super fun. It was great to break it up right in the middle and hang out with you folks um, for a few days in Mount Rushmore. Um, oh, yeah. And accommodation wise in Mount Rushmore, I definitely didn't plan far enough ahead for the race as far as like campground accommodations and everything was 
was taken up, but these <laughs> folks were nice enough to hook me up with a parking spot in the Ramada <laughs> Hotel. Sorry, Ramada. I did sleep for two nights in your parking lot with official permission. Um, that was a really convenient spot for the bus shuttles because literally they were loading like right outside of my That's right. Yeah. bedroom. Yep. <laughs> it's probably Good like bedroom. the cheapest Ramada stay ever, right? <laughs> Ramada. Another sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> so Brittany and Donna, you guys flew into Denver and you made the trek uh, north to South Dakota. Yeah. How was that? yeah it was like, so, so much cheaper. Was, yep. Yep. Like flying in, what was it? It was like, I want to say it was like $800 if we were yeah. to fly into yeah. Sioux Falls or whatever the closest one was. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is still four hours, right? One, well, I guess Sioux, Sioux Falls may have been the one that was a little bit Rapid further City. and Rapid City was the closer one. But literally that, that airport has like five gates. It, the, that's the entire airport. So yeah. it was definitely going to be pretty pricey. And then when you looked at renting a car, you know how we've talked about how car rental cars have just been astronomical so that was going to be crazy so um especially since i was flying with john he came with me it was just going to be way cheaper for us to fly to denver first and it was even cheaper when we had found a rental car on our own and then when Brittany was able to join us and get her corporate rate it brought the price way down and then it was like a five hour oh sorry five hour drive or so um to get from Denver to um, Rushmore or Keystone, wherever we were staying. And it was a very enjoyable drive. I mean, you like going on these highways, the, the, it's like 80 miles per hour the whole way. So depending on who was driving, it was, pretty, it was an adventure either way, whether I was, <laughs> it was either John or Brittany. And, you know, I just to kind of hold on and go for the ride. <laughs> I just say, so the, the flight up, I had to wake up at like, three something. And cause I, I don't know why I got the earliest flight out. And um, then, you know, you lose two hours. So by the time I got to Denver, I was really tired. So thankfully, John, thank you, John drove. But can I just say the best part of the whole trip, honestly, was just watching the two of them <laughs> the whole time. I was rolling the entire five and a half hours. The two of them are just so funny. <laughs> Okay, we stopped to take pictures, obviously. Yep, yep. And just really, really enjoyed the the ride. So, yeah, it was a fun time. It was a little. It was a. It was good. It was good. So that was our little. It wasn't as exciting as Darren's, but we got a little adventure and a little sightseeing on the way. Mm-hmm. Probably the saner choice. To- oh, Maybe. I don't know about that. You had all the adventure. <laughs> oh, your picks were amazing, especially yeah. Zion and. Uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, that was that's another thing to put in the show notes is we need to put link Darren's Instagram. His Instagram, right? Yeah, I just want to look at the pictures that he has there. Brand new that's Instagram right. just for this trip. Yeah, I've been avoiding it. Not super into social media, but I'm going to try to force myself to post a little bit Good. more. That's right. <laughs> Good. It's a nice way to keep up. Yeah. So you reached. You reached. Uh, is it Keystone? Is that where yes. Rushmore is actually? Yeah. I'm, I'm not really yes. good with that, but yeah, uh, it's Keystone. And if you if you want to picture it. Ryan, it's like a little version of Gatlinburg. It like mm, it has yeah. like that one main strip, and it's a little bit touristy. Not quite as bad as Gatlinburg, but um, but a little bit. Just a, and but and I guess there's a lot more hotels there, right? Does Gatlinburg have a lot of hotels? On Gatlinburg there? has. I feel like a lot of cabins hotels. and hotels yeah. and all that. This was like Frontierland meets Gatlinburg. Mm. It was just 
True. Real small, very Western mm-hmm. South Dakota. Yep. In the middle of nowhere. And you yep. all stayed at the Ramada Inn, right? The Ramada Inn. Well, yeah. the first night I did not because oh that's you know, right Brit. You, i was staying Brit. with super secret celebrity friend and she didn't come until friday so about a week before <laughs> i looked at hotels.com and i found like this um they said it was a mount like the the grand what was it, grand something but it was like uh it has a perfect view of mount rushmore and it was a hundred bucks a night so i was like night. It, it allows me to be in keystone with donna <laughs> so i'm not having to like drive 30 minutes because there was nothing, yeah. nothing in Keystone. Everything was like 30 minutes away. Oh. Um, so I went there and it, it wasn't bad. You know, the reviews said the staff was really nice. It was just an older hotel and that's exactly what it was. But dude, come right out. There's Mount Rushmore. No it kidding. was pretty cool. Huh. It and looked like she was going to get murdered. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but Donna still left me there. Yeah, I I did still leave her there. That, was, I, that was a great one, Donna, because I did think that you were going to compliment the view, but then you just went. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get. Tell her she was going to get murdered. She would have had a great view totally of being murdered. murdered. <laughs> totally. But also, the breakfast place was right there, uh, like pretty much in the same parking lot. What was it Patty's or Sally's or something? So uh, Peggy's Peggy's breakfast. Peggy's. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, just not, a, very not a whole lot of lodging in this area. No, no. It was the Ramada or that place. It, <laughs> I don't well, I think it, how small the town is, there's a lot of lodging, but not enough for like the surge of a demand that comes right. with right. Yeah. like I think it was like 2,800 people. Yeah. You know. That makes sense. But I did see where I, if we ever go back, did anybody else see the glam camping? The yeah. TPs. <gasps> it was so cool. We saw it on the drive home. And yeah. I'm like, why don't we stay there? I'm totally doing that next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was glamping, or you could, it, they were like yurts almost, but they were shaped like teepees. Teepees. So it looked really cool. They looked so cool. Huh. Yep. <laughs> or a big Airbnb, like cabin or something. I liked when we did that from out You know, <laughs> or a van. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Or a van, or or a van a down by the river. <laughs> Uh, so transportation, lodging, heading right into the race weekend, right? With yeah, tell us about the race weekend. Well, they have a so their expos, and I assume that they're all the same because now I've been to two and they've been exactly the same. And they just had them outside, pretty well organized. You basically get your bib, get your shirt. They have those cool vacation races signs that are you know perfect for photo ops so of course i love doing that and then they've got all their merch right out there they also sell gooders which is also fun and um you go grab your stuff and then they have you know all the easy way to pay with apple pay or whatever it is and it's it's like just no sweat it's no it's no big frills but it's but it's pretty easy and simple and uh you get through pretty quick yeah, again, John was really handy. What'd what? you say, Darren? There were enough porta potties at the expo. <laughs> at the expo, there was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so John was really handy because he got in line for the pictures uh, with the Mount Rushmore sign. Right. While we uh, got our bibs mm-hmm. and shopped, and mm-hmm. Super Secret Celebrity Friend joined us, and mm-hmm. you know, after all three of us shopped and got our stuff, we still had to wait in line with John. <laughs> 
Yeah. Not <laughs> too much not longer long but, after that, but yeah. it was weird though. Cause you, you know, we got in line thinking that was the line to go look at the merch or whatever, right. but it was a line to buy. So you actually had to go over to the other side of tents shop and then come and bring it into this line to buy. So that was, a, that was the only confusing part. Right. But, I would agree um, with that. Other than that, it was cool. Um, and then they also, you know, I know, I think we talked about this the last time. Vacation races is, is a coupless uh, race. So they give you these little, it's, it's, it's really called a hydro flask. Up. It's a yeah, hydro but flask. It doesn't close up. That's what I noticed right. is you pour it in and you drink it and you're done. Like you mm-hmm. want it to be empty. So it's just like a, a sipper. Not yeah. to be confused with the brand hydro flask, right? Right. Oh, am I calling it the wrong thing then? No, I think you are. I but, think that's what it was called. Sounds right. But you clip it onto your waistband of whatever you happen to be wearing, and it'll just stay on that way. But Brittany's right. It's not like you're refilling a bottle every time you go to a drink station. You are just filling basically like a cup size worth of right. liquid. And then you can kind of squeeze it so that it just has this little hole that you can drink out of so it doesn't go all over you, which I still have not figured <laughs> out. <laughs> but... um but then you just, you know, clip it back onto your pants or your skirt or whatever and and keep going and it's good for the next time. But if you know you're going to want more hydration, then you definitely want to bring your own vest or your own bottle or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's what I didn't think about because I always run with a camelback, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first read it, I was like, no, nah, I'm good because I'm going to carry mine because I need more than just a water station. But they had gnarly on course. And, um, I would have stopped for that just because I like the mixture. I like to drink water mostly, but I I will do like gnarly or noon or something like that. So I just like brought my hotel coffee cup (laughs) and kept it in my camel pack and took it out for the water stations. And that worked just fine too. (laughs) Yeah. I was a bit scared of the hydro flask. Like, I don't know. It was new, scary to me, made me anxious. So I just brought my own little (laughs) water bottle. Mm-hmm. And so I was filling it up at the water stations, but I also kind of like, you know, the Gatorade type mixture. I, I forget the brand. What was Gnarly. 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 Yeah. Um, but not straight up. So I was kind of like doing half gnarly yeah. and half water. And it was, I was, it was in a clear water bottle that gnarly was yellow. It was, I, I was basically just carrying around drinking pee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I really like that. I I like those hydro flasks a lot, and I think I think they'll come in handy here too because they're I've, I'm finding myself in more places that are doing cupless stuff. You know, whether if it whether it's to go green or because of COVID or whatever, I think it's they're coming handy. So are these yeah. reusable beyond this race? So like oh, you're yeah, able to take yeah. it home and repurpose it for other races? Ah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of like nice. a, it's like a silicone or silicone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining something very similar to like the little bladder, not the big bladders that you put in a vest, but like the smaller bladder bottles uh, that you that collapse that you put in the front end of a of a running vest. I'll just send you a picture of it. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Put it in the show notes. Cool. So your expo, you're prepared. Anything else? Yeah. Heading into race day. So. We had a group dinner that night. Uh, mm. Christy Earl suggested the place, and that's where Darren finally met up with us. Mm-hmm. Um, did we do it something in between or no? We went on a hike. Oh, we did go on a hike. That's yes. right. Yeah. And got lost in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Well, not really. That was, that was fun. So fun. <laughs> like, like climbing up and, and all that the day before a big old race. Like, yeah. 
Oh, it was not bad. It was not bad at all. (laughs) I peed in the woods. Whatever. We're fine. (laughs) We weren't pressing you, but that's fine. Uh, She did. And we did notice at one point during our walk, we kept saying, do you guys smell smoke? And there was a fire burning. Get a load of this in Nebraska across the prairie that we were able to smell and see the smoke from when we were in Rushmore. Wow. Or in Custer State Park, I guess, is where we were hiking. Right. That just blew my mind. Can you imagine that? Well, when they have the big fires going on in California, like the haze just comes across the entire country. I know, but I just. (laughs) Yeah. We're daring. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. It sure is. Scary too. All is on fire. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we went on a hike and then we went to dinner and that was fun. And we had the best. I love round tables at restaurants when you like that, because it allows you to be able to talk to everybody. And I think that's. I think that's really good. And you can use it. Allow, it also allows you to see when the, the waitress notices one of the members of the, the group and does a double take on him. Saying, <laughs> saying, Darren, she only had oh, eyes That was the Darren. best double take I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. thing she didn't see Seymour, man, she'd be done. She'd be all <laughs> over you, like, flat on rest. <laughs> Yeah, so we had a good dinner and we and then I think we prep we kind of just called it a night after that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had a race the next day. We had a race the next day. A little bit of an early wake. Was it that early? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We had to be there at 445, didn't we? 450, something like that. Yeah. Yes. It was in the fours, and that's not fun. So not Disney early, but early, early. Getting there early. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, I'm the one who always complains about it, but our super secret celebrity friend would have been on the very first bus. And God bless, uh, we didn't do that. But I also agreed not to be the last bus, <laughs> Darren. So we were going to meet down at like, weren't we supposed to do five? But we were all down there at like quarter till because there's no coffee in the rooms, y'all. I don't know what is wrong with South Dakota, but they don't have coffee in the rooms. You have to go to the lobby. That was the worst part about this whole trip. Okay, rant done. But <laughs> it did cause me to get up and get out of the room. So I was actually in the lobby drinking coffee. And since we were all there, and look, none of us had really had coffee, so we may have left some people behind to get on the bus for coffee, but it's fine. So we got on the bus, and we were like the last bus, and then there was a whole bus debacle. And Dan yeah. can tell you more about that. So, yeah, there was a bus debacle. So the 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 way it was written in the instructions was, I think the first bus was 4.30, and the last bus was 5.20. That's what they said. Yeah. So I showed up to the parking lot at like 4. 53 or something like literally like a few minutes after we were supposed to all meet up. Mm-hmm. He was uh, just walking to see more. I, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I could, I, there's, I had no excuse to show up late, but I did show up late. Um, <laughs> and it's great that you guys just got on the bus because I actually wasn't able to board the bus. I got in line at 4:53. I wasn't able to board the bus until about five, 40, 545. Whoa. Yeah. So there was a huge, huge debacle there, obviously. They didn't have enough buses, I think. Mm -hmm. And so basically they did like a round of like the four or five buses that they had. And it's like a 20 minute ride to the course. So then 
they didn't have another bus for the sixth group of folks until the first bus came back. So it was like a big gap in between the first wave of buses and the second wave. And it was kind of cold. There was a, so there was like a, you know, at least 1500 or so people just waiting for that second, second round of transportation. They started telling people to take cars if they could, but most of us were just trying to, trying to patiently wait trying to make it work. I think that they they realized that most people would actually take the buses. Like there weren't many people yeah. until that happened. Like after that happened, we started noticing a ton of cars coming in. Um, and that was because they were telling people if you can take them, but it wasn't like they offered any other random runners to join them. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. And then there was a fight of, about like when the first <laughs> bus showed up, it stopped at like mm-hmm. the end of the line instead of going to the front. And those runners like hurried, hurried and jumped on and Darren booed them and made them cry. And <laughs> <laughs> they didn't seem like they were crying. They were, they, they seemed pretty happy with themselves. But no, there was a big rivalry between the front of the line, which I've, I was a member of and the, and the back of the line folks that kind of snuck in there. Uh, they got right. shamed in the email there. But it was, there was some drama. Yeah. So that was a huge problem. And, you know, this was a point to point race. So it took a while to get up. And we were lucky because the buses showed up literally right in front of the Ramada Inn, like Darren was saying. And so we didn't have like a long walk or anything to get to the buses, but it was a long, I'd say it was like 20 to 25 minute drive. About 20 minutes at least. um, Up this, up the mountain basically to get you to where we were starting. And then the, the race ended about two blocks away from our hotel. Um, actually way closer to Brittany's murder hotel <laughs> from the first night. It was at, it was at that part of Keystone. So you basically were just running through the town of Keystone, which was kind of cool for your finish line. But, um, but then we get up to the, to the race start and the second big problem was not enough porta potties and whether whether well they did say i will say vacation races before the end of that day had already sent out an email apologizing for the things that had gone wrong one of them being they said they ordered a certain amount of buses and didn't get that amount of buses. They also, like Darren was saying, they kind of assumed that more people would drive up to the race start than actually did. So between them getting shorted the amount of buses that they needed or wanted and people not driving as they assumed they would, it put them in a huge hurt. And then the second thing was they had ordered a certain number of porta potties and only got half the amount, I think they said. They they delivered, so they were supposed to get 40 at the start. Right. And... 20 somewhere else. And yeah. instead they got like 30 at the start and the other ones went to the, the end or, or wherever else the other place was. So it didn't sound like a huge difference. It was like, even if, yeah, even if the delivery like worked 10? out, it was still not going to be enough. Well, I, but still, but I, I also wonder if, if the buses had worked out differently and there mm-hmm. were Could people, uh, different right, waves right. of people going, then maybe yeah. that. Well, I don't know. I don't know because like everybody was in line and we were waiting for Darren and Christy Earl on the buses. So we let you and R2 go right yeah. to, to the porta potties. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even think you guys had come out. And I was like, you know, super secret summary friend. I think you need to just go hang it in line. And uh, so it was even before the buses came back, y'all were still in line or just about to be done. And we got in line and, you know, it was after the races start that we got through. Yeah, so R2 and I ended up starting when the race was supposed to start. And 
Brittany and Christy. We were like five, 10 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. They were late. And then exactly 10 minutes. Darren was, yeah, yeah. behind there. I mean, PRPs are important. You know, we got to hit that porta potty before we get the race. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. For sure. If we're going to be late, we're going to be late. Didn't quite work out for me because, I mean, you know, I basically got off the bus, got in line for the porta potties, waited until 10 minutes after the race start. To, to get to the porta potty and there was no toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> which did, somebody gave did, us wipes. That was the nice thing. Did you notice though, Brittany, that there were like two things of toilet yes. paper? I was telling yes. Darren this. Like you had it's to look up. It, if you but, just looked at the place that you normally look at, there was nothing there. But she said, make sure you put your up. hand up. Right. And then there was a whole nother thing. So I wasn't prepared for like a scavenger hunt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> run up a mountain. <laughs> I missed the clues or whatever. But I don't. I was, I was kind of wrestling while I was in line about with the idea of just starting the race on time and then just running to the first set of port body right. would mm-hmm. would be on the course. That would have probably been the better route than what I did. But hey, hindsight twenty twenty, it's all good. And well, you being and dumb and like running it for time too. Like I was just gonna on. say, let's let's note that. R2 and I started at the right start time. Darren started 10 minutes behind us and he passed us. So right. The timing worked out perfectly because right at the top of the mountain, there was like an amazing photo opportunity. So obviously that's the moment where I run into Donna and R2, professional photographer. <laughs> I'm not even capable of really like taking a selfie. Like I can't get it right. So he was able to. It was, it was good time. We met up at the perfect time with a yep. photo and then we kind of went on our, on yeah. our way. Donna shouted at me to, to run ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait for us. <laughs> yeah, we, it was just about the top that we saw him so that you do have this really cool view of Rushmore behind you. And that's, kind of a cool place to mm. take a selfie and that's mile eight everybody yeah mile eight sure was cool all the way up till mile eight so a little drama right. before the race how did how did the race go for for you, you all uh, donna and r2 it sounded like ran together Brittany and super secret celebrity friend ran together that's correct and uh, christy, christy Earl. Earl Earl jumped yep. in yep. And, and darren's yeah. kind of soloing the thing through Meeting up with uh, whoever he comes across. So, so right. how 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 the race end up? The race turn out okay. It turned out okay. It was I I turned to R two at mile two, and said, "I think you're going to hear me say the f word a number of times today." <laughs> and he was like, "Wow, I might have to record this race." Then. <laughs> and I sent a couple of texts to people saying the same thing because it. Like, you know, in your mind, we've been talking about this for so long that it was just going to be uphill for all these miles. But man, when you're running it, you're just like, really? Are we, are you kidding? And I will say at mile four there, right. It was at four to five. All of a sudden I did a sub 10 mile. And I was like, wow, this was the best thing ever. Like it it felt so good to run downhill a little bit. But then as soon as you hit that, high of like, yay, I can do this now. Boom. All of a sudden you're shooting straight up again. And I, yeah, I, I got to a point where I had to keep telling R2 to just go ahead because even if we would be walking like my shorter legs for, so for every two strides that I would do, he was trying to keep one for his. And he was like, Donna, I just, it's not, 
it doesn't feel good. So he would, he's like, I at least have to shuffle. So he would run up ahead. And then finally I got into a rhythm. I was doing 30, 30 intervals where I would just run for 30 seconds and, and walk for 30 seconds. And that worked perfectly for me. I got into a rhythm where I felt like I could handle things and do it and, and felt good. So I mostly ran with R2 up until about mile eight. And he was kind enough to like stop and take pictures with me or wait for me. Like he'd see me a little bit behind him and he'd wait for me. And we would have conversation every once in a while when we could try and catch our breath. (laughs) Um, But then at mile eight, it then just goes straight downhill. And he took off like a bat out of hell and um, my knees weren't having it. So he, I lost him completely at about mile 10, but, um, but we had a good, we had a good, 10 miles together. So it was fun, (laughs) but it was, you know, it's a lot of really cool views. It's beautiful scenery. Um, It was a pretty, I felt like it was the first couple of miles were in the sun, but I felt like we were in the shade a lot because you're in tree cover, you know, you're covered by trees. So it wasn't, we had perfect weather. I mean, it was just, it was beautiful weather, very dry though. Like I had salt just all over me. I didn't feel like I was ever like dripping sweat because it would just evaporate so quickly. But, um, but I thought all of those good things, like, you know, good weather, good views didn't feel so, so hot. I don't know. What'd you guys think? So, uh, first I only cursed your husband because <laughs> the day before he kept saying, don't you guys want to drive the course? Oh, that's don't true. want to see the course. And we're like, no, we're good. We don't want to see it. And Ignorance then so is bliss. somehow, Somehow on the way home, we drove the course. Yeah. And so we're like climbing. And I thought that the hill was going to end at like mile seven. And I had to go back there and did say seven and a half. But I could have sworn he said seven. And I'm like at mile seven to eight. We're still climbing. And it literally was to like 7.9, I think, before. So, yeah, 7.8, 7.9. Yeah. Um, it was like 7.95. Come on. So <laughs> I was like more freaked out because we drove the course. But when we actually ran it, it really wasn't that bad. Now, granted, I did say ran it. We did run it. We hiked that bitch. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> um, but so our plan was run what we could. And on the inclines, we're going to save our energy and walk. And um, so we ran our intervals on the first two miles, what we could. And then I think three and four were fairly flat. And we, we um, did fairly well on those. And then when we hit like five or start going up, we just walked. And if, if we had any type of flat or down, I had them run. Other than that, I was singing. In fact, there was some comment or review <laughs> about girls singing on course. I was like, that could have been me. I kind of <laughs> broke out a couple of times. Um, every time you came out, there was a couple of tunnels on the course. And every time you walked through the tunnel, you saw Mount Rushmore. And it was just absolutely spectacular. Like, like we haven't talked about Mount Rushmore yet, but um, growing up, knowing about it and seeing in pictures does nothing to, to prepare you for just it's, it's awesomeness, I guess it's, it's just, it, it's impressive. It is very impressive. So when you see it from all these different views, it's just breathtaking and it's just beautiful. And it, it was absolutely what, what was worth this race, but yeah, so, you know, five and a half, six, seven, and then it got a little easier. Like that part from seven to eight, we thought from the drive was just going to be like torture but it actually wasn't that bad um because we hiked sorry you guys might have been dying but we we'll were at least fine. know that the worst is almost over by that time yeah yeah, yeah. so then the best views of the whole race uh, to right 
Right. So we, you know, crested eight and you do start going down and some of it is very steep. So I will say while the hill mm-hmm. training was extremely important, probably downhill running training would have also been equally as important. I don't think, I mean, I do run downhill quite a bit, but um, probably not as much as I, like I would have actually reversed some of my trails to get that steepness mm-hmm. um, to practice on. So when it got really bad, you know, they, they wanted to walk a little bit and that's fine, but it just felt so good to run. Like as soon as you cross it, it just felt so good to go down and, and to run and whatnot until mile 12 where they tricked you and it goes back up. Like, mm. That was maybe the roughest part. Yeah. Like, right. Cause you think you're done. Hill. Right. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that mm-hmm. fall, that false like uphill for like three quarters yep. of a mile was more yep. painful. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Everyone around me was walking and we weren't walking up the initial, uh, climb. Yeah. <laughs> the first eight miles, but mile 12, screw it. <laughs> yeah. We were just, we were grumpily complaining about it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but then so, I saw the hotel I didn't die in, you know, and uh, went around the corner and there's the finish line and they had these cool things that you could take pictures with, I guess. We didn't really stick around, um, but we were just so happy that we finished. And we saw Darren was there and Donna was there. Um, so we just took like an extra hour to enjoy it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but we survived. Yeah, like, like, you know, I, I did... I did feel good about the whole thing. Like I, I felt strong, like I wanted to, and you know, like I could finish. So mission awesome. accomplished. Nice. Nice. Totally. Darren, how'd the race go for you? Um, I kind of, I did have a time goal though. Like I'm kind of still early in my return to training. So I, I wasn't like super adamant about sticking to that, but I was kind of hoping yeah, it would be nice if I could get under two hours. So kind of my plan was to stick as close as I could to like 10, 11 minute miles in the climb part of things. Um, so that I could make up for it on the downhill couple of snags. Uh, one was having to spend a few minutes in the porter potty at like mile four or so, <laughs> which I, I didn't plan for. Um, and then as Brittany mentioned the downhill, I wasn't able to make up quite as much time as I had hoped. Um, just because some of it was so steep, it was it was maybe a little bit dangerous to push mm-hmm, the right. during mm-hmm. certain parts of the course. So I was going for like 10, 11 minutes on the climb and maybe like seven, eight minutes downhill. I was only able to get down to that eight minute pace up for like two or three miles during the race, but that's, it's fine. So I didn't quite make the time goal, but um, I finished the race completely pain-free injury-free and, you know, I can get back to my training now. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. It was an awesome experience. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it does take a bit of, uh, training, honestly, to, to learn the downhills when you have these races and you see, Oh, it's a, it's got a downhill here, or maybe it's got an uphill and then a downhill. And it's easy to think that, Oh, downhill, I'm just going to run fast and I'll be, you know, right. But some of these downhills, you have to train for them almost as much as you would an uphill because it, it's just, it uses different muscles. Uh, there's different, uh, well, honestly, some people's form will go to hell running down a hill because mm-hmm. they're just, their, their feet either can't take the, uh, uh, the, the sequence and, and the movement. And it just, you know, they start coming up with really bizarre injuries running downhill. So, right. so yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. I think you guys were, uh, we're all pretty understanding of not trying to force that downhill and, and, and hold a certain pace or, you know, use it to make up a lot of time or speed just because sometimes that can create some crazy injuries. So 
Cool. And Darren's I spent great, great years learning through injuries to, to not push it. <laughs> stupid to push it. Uh, right? you know, I'm, I'm almost there. I think <laughs> it's hard ways to learn lessons, but I've, I've yeah. been there myself, been there for sure. <laughs> so awesome. Sounds like it was a, a, a worthy race. At least the views, the elevations. Was the elevation as bad uh, as you thought it was going into the race? It was worse for me. Worse? 100% worse, yeah. Brittany? Yeah. Elevation as far as? No, you were worried about the hill climbs and all your training and whether you put it in. Was it was it as worse as you no, had built actually, up in your mind? I I honestly, honestly, uh, it was easier probably because of the drive with John. <laughs> <laughs> Just you did a good we job of freaking yourself out ahead of time so that it couldn't really live up to that terribleness. Right. I mean, you know, like I, I we really from that drive thought it was going to be worse than it was. And it, it wasn't that bad. But look, I, well, we were we were hiking, so it's fine. Wow. That's just it's so weird because I had just a very different perspective of that. I mean, I just was <laughs> it was harder to me. And I think it was just because it was such a consistent uphill climb the whole time. And then when you're in that six to eight mile and it's and they they talked about how cool it was to be able to see these piggyback trails so like right you're seeing like i could see darren up here and we were yeah. here and Brittany and carly and Chrissy, we were you're, not you know, way down there here, yet but, okay right. but you're seeing so you're like it's a zigzag basically up and down the mountain and they're talking about how cool it was but really if you spent any time looking at the people above you you just wanted to die because you're like, holy cow, they are so much higher than me. And I still have to get up there. And it was just, I didn't like it. So did, did you feel like that that last one, though, was a lot less steep than the first two? I don't no. know. So, like, I don't you know. should sing more. I don't know what to tell you. Like, when you sing through that, it's Maybe fine. that's it. I just need to start singing. More people. Even pictures, Party. I mean... Yeah, because p- pictures weren't even really helping at that point. You know, it was oh, just we took like pictures. It was fun. Get yeah. me, get me off of this thing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, don't say, I, have I enjoyed it. I'm super glad that I did it, and and all of that. But I, it's just funny that you're like, oh no, it was easy. <laughs> I, was, I, was I, I have to say, my my hikes though are steeper than that. Like when I go yeah. over to Mulberry, there's sections that are are like twice as steep as what that was. Hmm. So it wasn't. I guess maybe that helped. Not that I ever run that either, you know, but just, just lunging it, it wasn't as bad. Um, but I did ask Darren, I think what you thought was worse, this one or Mount Washington. I will say I was prepared for the climb because, you know, I did sort of math it out and, you know, we broke it down into phases of like the first steep part, then the flat part, and then the really steep part. I was ready for that, but the fact that even the race starts, I think, around 5,000 feet, it is just a little bit tougher to keep up the same pace than what I'm used to at sea level. Mm. So that was kind of a curveball that, I mean, I could have prepared, like I could have meant to prepare for that, but wasn't wasn't quite there. Um, comparing this to Mount Washington, Mount Washington, I would say, is definitely tougher. Mm-hmm. It's deeper on average per mile. It's obviously a shorter race. It doesn't have the aspect of going back down the mountain afterwards, which I guess is like right on your knees or no down, no down throughout, yeah. no flat throughout. So yes, I think for that reason, like I would go, I would do Mount Washington again before Mount Rushmore. I do get it was giving me a bit of anxiety running down those steep parts on the on the mountain. Mm-hmm. That I was myself, it is way easier, but you know. 
it's fine. I can suffer the uphill uh, at Mount Washington just fine, I think. What's the distance on Mount Washington? 7.7. Okay. 7.65? 7. 7. Around. Yeah. Yeah, whatever your best halftime is, what it would take to, to do Mount Washington is what they say. Interesting. Okay. They're both they're both awesome though. And then one thing I really want to call out, especially because it's been such a big gap between the last time I've done one of these races, November 2018. I really miss just like the community aspect of it and just like yeah. being surrounded by people that are excited about this event, even nervous excitement, whatever, like all of it just feels so cool to have that shared experience with all these people. And I'm excited to continue to do these types of events to keep my training going, because I think if it wasn't for races, I would have a really hard time, you know, continuing to litter or lace up my shoes. <laughs> were you guys there? Uh, or I don't know if you might've been in the porta potties. Were you one kind of special moment was when they played the national oh, yeah. anthem and the sound went out right about, I don't know, maybe three quarters of the way through. And the whole place just started singing the rest of the song. Like real soft at first yeah. and then just everybody joined. And it was and just it was a really beautiful. cool, yeah. talk about community and just kind of getting a little bit of the chills to, to, to see everybody participate in that. That was really kind of neat. Yeah, that was a neat great. moment. And that's, that's one of those things that you just love at races. And then like you were saying, Brittany, when you're singing on the course or you're just seeing other people. Talking to people. Yeah. yeah. It is I was a, a few cool miles thing. away from Brittany at almost all times. I swear I could hear her. <laughs> <laughs> I really think I could. You probably could. <laughs> you were carrying her with honest. you. <laughs> so how did we all celebrate? How did we cross the finish line? How did we celebrate afterwards? We got pizza, pizza and beer. Not at the race. So we right. all. They had chocolate like, milk, though. They had chocolate milk. They did have chocolate milk. You're yeah. right. Chocolate <laughs> milk and a really nice runner's box. Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was it was decent. Um, but there wasn't much after party for the race wise. It was right. here's your medal. Here's your chalky milk. Here's your right. runner's box. And that was it. Um, so, yeah, we took showers and then had pizza right there, which we was went, good. Yeah, we had pizza and beer. And then we went to Mount Rushmore. And yep. took some metal pictures there in front of the presidents and, and got had ice cream. cream. Ice yep. cream. Yep. Yep. And then we toured um, Custer State Park and just yes. saw bison and donkeys. And cool. Christy was shout out to. Uh, yeah. Shout out the to Christy. The have the plague, but they and told me that so I wouldn't try to pet it. Nate, who <laughs> they live in South Dakota. And they um, they they go to Custer often for vacation, and so they were basically like our tour guides, and they were they Fun. were pretty fantastic. Oh, they were awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so we thought that they were BSing us because they were like they'll point while we were driving. They're like, we'll point if there's something to see. And Christy would point, and we're like, yeah. "There's nothing like, there." What is she looking at? And then it, it ended up being like turkeys and yeah. Some, like, how did you even see that? We saw BS, right, right. <laughs> but we certainly saw like, like she stopped for the the prairie dogs, and mm -hmm. we're like, "What is this?" And then it, it wasn't until we got out, and she pointed one out. I was like, "Oh!" And they were all over the field. It was like whack moles. Like they pop up, and pop down, and run across, and it was crazy looking. But I still could go pet them. It's fine. Um, but then the bison, man, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. They were, they were pretty impressive. And I mean, I don't think we would have found them if it wasn't for Christine. No, I don't so, think so either. Yeah. I was super grateful for that. Mm -hmm. 
So this is allegedly the last Mount Rushmore race for vacation races. Um, but if there allegedly. was another one, if there was another one, would you guys run in this race again? Brittany? I would consider it. I would consider it if people were going and, you know, we could kind of do the same deal. I would, it was it was pretty. I enjoyed the, my first vacation race. So mm-hmm. Donna's got a look of uh, disagreement. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, if I know a group of people are going out there, I would for sure yeah. go. But I think I have other parks from vacation races oh, that I'd absolutely. rather do first than do this one again. Yeah, it's not. But it wasn't. It wasn't like it was terrible enough that I would say, "Oh hell no, I'm never going to do this again." I wouldn't say that. Um, I recommend I just, it. I'm, yeah. just, I'm not going to initiate a trip here, but I might jump on if. The, okay, good way to put it. Agreed. Good way to put it. So maybe a, maybe a, a one and done. Uh, recommend it to do it uh, at least once, and if there's mm-hmm. a group race, you know, you right. you'd consider it again. That's it. I right. definitely want to do Mount Washington again, and I don't know if that's just because I'm from New Hampshire, so I have some like local bias or whatever. You're crazy. <laughs> I need to do that maybe two or three more times. Wow. Two or three more times. I do know that this basically, though, solidified our definitive plan to want to do uh, Smoky Mountains. Yes. Yes. Next September. I think the the plans are rolling on that one. So, yeah, we're going to get that ball going for sure. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a big group. I think everybody should come out for that one. Yep. So to wrap up this race, uh, it sounds like uh, transportation is not easy to get into to where you need to go. So you've got a couple alternatives. You can do a Darren did just cruise across the country, uh, rent a van and uh, en- enjoy the sights and, and the scenes of the United States. And or you can do it. Donna and Brittany did drive, fly into Denver and just <laughs> make a much shorter drive. Uh, mm-hmm. But it sounds like the Ramada Inn might have been the best place to stay if you're if you're looking to stay in this area. Right. The bus transportation. I don't know that right Grand View. I mean, I survived. <laughs> if you don't, right. if you don't mind the risk of being murdered. <laughs> Well, that's what it looked like. You know, it looked like like from an old TV show where <laughs> there was just nothing good happening there. Like Ozark. I don't know. I kept thinking Ozark. <laughs> it was just scary. But but Donna still left me there. So just keep that in mind. The more she talks, she left me there. Just kidding. So the, uh, <laughs> the good good sites on the course. Um, overall, if you had to give this on a scale of five, you can rate it. President faces or scary hotels or Ramada ends. Uh, Brittany, what would you rate this race for our listeners? I, honestly, I'd give it um, four stupid president's faces, but mainly for the view, like the views and, and all of that, I think were just worth going at least that one time, you know, race wise. I think that they did a decent job, probably would have given a little lower just, you know, on that, but just for the views and everything, I'd say four stupid faces. Mm-hmm. Donna. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I felt like, you know, this is now my second vacation race. And I felt like when I did Suaro out in Arizona, I felt like maybe there were more times where I was like, oh, look at this. Oh my gosh, we have to stop for a picture here. Oh my, like, you know, I, whereas here, even though I love the views, like I was saying, you're, you're kind of, um, in the woods a lot of the mm-hmm. time. So even though when you got a view, it was, 
outstanding and beautiful, or when you saw Rushmore, it was like a wow kind of moment. There was a lot of times where you're just kind of looking at trees. So I think because of that, I would, I would give it a four. Like I I can't give it a top rating, but I, but I'll give it four president's heads too. Yeah. Darren. Darren. Cool. Um, I I'll say first, I was so grateful to be able to participate in this event, do this race. The views were amazing. The race directors themselves seem like awesome people. Um, I would, I'm going to give it four uh, hazy IPAs out of five. <laughs> um, they're getting an extra star or an extra IPA. Uh, it would be three if it wasn't for the way they like quickly reacted and sent out that email addressing mm. the issues they had in the morning, because it really was a, a it really was rough, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I understand that uh, running a like organizing an event like this is not easy. So I gave them, I give them a lot of respect for recognizing the things that went rough and admitting them and like basically spelling out a plan for future races to avoid similar situations happening. So, mm-hmm. um, four hazy IPAs out of five. So I guess nice. four is all, all across the board. Yeah. So it sounds like a, sounds like a good race. If you're listening in and uh, want to check it out, hopefully they'll bring it back. If not, maybe uh, check out another uh, one of the other vacation races because it and sounds like Smoky Mountains. Yeah, Smoky mm-hmm. Mountains because yeah. it sounds like the uh, the company does a, a pretty good job of putting on these races in the national parks. Uh, so I mean, it is unfortunate. I mean, the, the bus situation that is. I mean, five twenty being the last bus and Darren's mm-hmm. there at ten minutes to five. You would think there would be no problem yeah. in catching a a middle uh, bus there, but yeah, so that's unfortunate, but I, I guess maybe that gives, gives a, a little credit to those who catch that first bus to get out of town uh, to the start line because I mean, thanks girls yeah. for making me do it. <laughs> cool. Cool. Thanks for sharing your experience guys. Yep. Happy to do it. Next up is your turn, Ryan. That's right. Next up is Boston. We are officially in taper mode, uh, being two nice. weeks out. Did my last long run yesterday, and um, it was 17 miles, and I did two by six at marathon effort. So it went pretty well. I've had some had some marathon effort workouts that didn't go quite as I'd liked, and part of it is I was getting out the door late, um, or life, or who knows what else uh, was happening at the time, and you know, it's I've this training period. I've kind of just lived off of just the consistency was going to be in my favor versus you know any one single workout will never make or break your your training program. And so, if you have a, a bad one or one that doesn't go quite as well, then hey, lace them up, head out there the next time, and and don't try to make up miles. Just you know, run the, the run what you've got in front of you, and uh, you know, just be consistent and. Uh, well, it seems like for a year and a half, two years now <laughs> of, of being pretty consistent, I, I, th- I think I'm pretty prepared. I mean, there's, there's nothing more I can do, obviously, at this point that's going to uh, make race day any better um, unless I go out there and try to do something stupid. Um, you could shave your beard to get a little bit more aerodynamics. Yeah, this, so is, just, this is just all laziness uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> laziness. It will, it'll get cleaned up for sure. Uh, I got a haircut appointment scheduled the night I fly out for a race. So I'll, I'll be, I'll oh, be, that's, that's what? brave. Why? 
That's like a groom getting his hair cut the day yeah. before a wedding. Like he doesn't need just... to look good for the race. He's gonna be as light as possible. So yeah, you gotta get all hair. get rid of this extra mop yeah. on top. So <laughs> I got a powder that'll take care of all that for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, honestly, it's just with all the cancellations and postponements and everybody's experienced them, but it just seems like this one is just kind of was never, ever going to arrive, but it's finally here. So I'm just excited that, uh, that it's approaching and, uh, soon enough we'll be at, uh, Boston and, uh, hopefully healthy and on the starting line. So I'm excited. Probably won't have another podcast before then. So it's all right. They can wait. Yeah. Come on. And I guess speaking of other races, just uh, quick hits. Uh, we've had a couple of races that uh, canceled or postponed. MCM canceled out and Tokyo. Uh, I don't know really what the heck to Tokyo make out of weird. that. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. but it's, they're not going off this fall. So um, I think MCM was different. It wasn't COVID related. Tokyo was no, COVID related. Security. Security. Yeah. Something security. Stuff so. is going on in DC, I guess. Yeah, because we know Air Force canceled. Yeah, Air Force one. Yeah, so I am still a little surprised that MCM got called like this far in advance, but I I don't know what's going on. So yeah, I mean they could be briefed on information that we obviously do not know about. So I would say that if you were signed up for that, then you should thank your lucky stars that they did call it off because hopefully nothing happens, but Mm -hmm. something could have happened, and we all just would rather be safe. So. For sure. There's plenty of other races. There will be another yep. MCM down the road. So Absolutely. It stinks. Uh, so if yeah. you were registered for those races, uh, hopefully um, you're able to make adjustments and either find a new race, get your deferrals, get refunds. I mean, a lot of these races are more, more accommodating these days than I think they've ever been or really need to be. Uh, but I, I, you know, I think runners appreciate that. And I think race directors are hoping that maybe that grace is going to allow them to get runners to come back in the future. So just be patient with these races. I know different areas of the country are still going through some things, some more than others, and some races are able to put greater restrictions in and some are not. Uh, so uh, still going to be a little bit bumpy here, but uh, I'm excited that we're having in-person racing again. And uh, Boston will be my first in-person race. Um, gosh. 2019 something so wow yeah i'm trying to think i can't think that i've uh done it not even any silly little races locally so i don't know anyway good luck man i think yeah yeah appreciate it appreciate it all right well Thanks again, Darren, for joining us. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun chatting about your adventure. And uh, hopefully we've got more of these. And I'll tell you, hearing your your races, Donna, out of uh, Arizona with vacation races and this experience Mm -hmm. with vacation races, I'm I'm pretty excited about this Smoky Mountains race for next year. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Especially fresh off of like a Gatlinburg trip this summer. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, man, I want to go back. I need there's things I didn't get to do. And yeah, uh, I think I think it's just gonna it's gonna be hard again finding like even at Rushmore, there were a lot of things that I thought I was gonna do there that I didn't get to do between you know, race meetups or waiting for people who are coming in or expo time and not wanting to use your legs before the race and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be, 
We're either going to have to have a day or two on either end of that weekend so that say, we can. It's close. Yeah, it's close enough. We can stay a little bit longer. Yeah, right? so that you can squeeze in a little more stuff, or you have to right. be really like R two had it right. You know, he came in two days early, I think, and he had planned out certain things to go and do and see, and so instead of just winging it, I think that'll just be important to add to the agenda to kind of know what we want to do and make sure we plan for it. That's it. Because there's going to be stuff that we want to do for sure. Just sitting around a campfire, shooting the, that's what I'm talking about. That's good too. With some calling the bears over and the moonshine. (laughs) Heck yeah. But I do vote for after the race. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So maybe come yes. in day two before, but let's stay a couple days after and really enjoy it. A couple yep. days. I'm talking like a week or two. <laughs> okay. I'm only okay, down right. for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but you better commit before I waste my vacation days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. I gotta plan my va- all my vacation so I can figure out how much I've got available for it. So right, that's right. right. Awesome. Anything else right. before we call it? Alrighty. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll hope to see you out there in a race soon. So until then, thanks for joining us. Peace. And chicken grease.